Hello, my friends. Welcome to another episode of Heart and Hustle, Visionary Healers, Movers, and Shakers. And I am your host, Paulette Ristini. And today I am bringing you another magic maker, another woman who is creating lots of change in the world. And she has created a lot of change in her world, which we get to hear about, which I'm so excited. Sarah McElroy is with us today. Hey, Sarah. Hi, thank you so much for having me, Paulette. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. For those of you who are new to Heart and Hustle, I I am your transformational lifestyle coach, um, working with creative women to also create change in mid-career, mid-life, middle-life. Um, and uh, this these interviews are so inspiring. And this is my fifth year of doing this. Uh, and I get to interview mostly women, predominantly entrepreneurs who are living the life of their dreams, who are making change, who are creating magic. Um, and Sarah is one of those women. So uh, Sarah, what is happening? <laughs> it's so exciting to be here, Paulette. And thank you. I think this is perfect timing to speak on your podcast, given that I have been through a lot of change, but I'm hoping to turn that really big change in my life and to change in other women's lives as well. Sweet. So uh, you have transitioned from job to job to not job <laughs> or something. Yes. Something <laughs> that. So let's talk to me about that. What's happening? What are you doing? Yes. So I am or have been in the past kind of that quintessential corporate good girl. And I always, I mean, we're talking going all the way back to being valedictorian of my high school. I always was, give me the playbook. I will follow the playbook to a T and I will knock it out of the park while I'm doing it. And so what happened over the last couple of years is that I was in a couple of different corporate roles. I was in a CMO, a chief officer in Atlanta. I burned out really hard as many women did at the start of the pandemic. And ultimately my body started to show the, the toll of that stress. I was throwing up blood, had a couple episodes of that and ended up getting shingles. So, Ooh, so crazy. Yeah. Yes. It was really a wake up call moment for me though, that I'd been working up to 20 hours a day between the job. And I was also finishing an executive MBA program at the time. And it was just this moment of finally like, Sarah, what are you doing? Why are you putting yourself through this? So I left that job in April, 2021, and then ultimately moved down to Florida for a new role. And I am doing a better job when it comes to managing work-life balance. I'm not working as many hours and I'm thinking, okay, this is going to be great. My burnout's going to heal, but it was not. And I couldn't exactly figure out why, but ultimately I realized that even though it's, it, you know, it's not just about cutting back the hours, the 
culture in the new job was really a very kind of old school misogynistic culture. And I was dealing with a sexual harassment situation that languished for months without being properly addressed. And after the burnout at the last company, it was just like a paper cut on my nascently healing burnout wound. And ultimately I realized I had to walk away from that job too. And so that kind of set me on a new journey of being an entrepreneur. And so where, well, first of all, I'm so happy that you have been able to do that, to have the courage, the courage, the strength, the confidence, and maybe it didn't feel quite so confident at the time, right? Not so much (laughs) if I'm totally honest, but thank you. Yeah. And uh, because so many women are so afraid to take those steps, right? Yes. It's so hard, especially as women, the way that we've been conditioned, if you look kind of societally and the expectations for us are to be caregivers and to be thinking about others' needs before ours, people pleasers, you know, we have these deeply grooved in beliefs Uh that can hold us back and keep us from doing the things that are truly right for us. And that's what I think, you know, ultimately the, it was of course the pushing myself and the stress that, that was manifesting as these physical ailments, but it was also the nudges that knew within me that I wasn't doing the right kind of work for myself Mm-hmm. anyway. But I just felt like I couldn't listen to that. You know, who was I to potentially take that risk when I had these great, perfect on paper, executive level roles that other women would want to, it's like, who am I to walk away from, from those things? So okay. I'm with you. The American dream. <laughs> right. Right. Exactly. That's who, right. Who wrote that? Right. <laughs> it's uh, it's an amazing thing. And that was part of that, that wake up call for me that was like, okay, I did, I executed the playbook perfectly uh-huh. and now I'm here, but I feel more discontented and hollow than I've ever felt before. So what does this all mean? And I thought, you know, at first, as many women do, I turned that sort of confusion inward. What's wrong with me? Why am I not happy? What What is it that I need to fix about myself? And of course, as with many of these journeys, there was a lot of inner work to be done, but it was more so that I needed to look outward and be like, whose dream was that anyway? Was that really mine? I just thought that's what I was supposed to do. So I'm with you there. So how about what, what were some of the things that you started doing for yourself that gave you the awareness and the consciousness of wait, wait. I mean, obviously I've got shingles. I'm not feeling good. Yeah. What did you do? You know, it's been really amazing that all of this has come at the same time that I have been exploring more holistic healing and even Mm -hmm. spiritual type of modalities, as I know with many women that that can be the, uh, the flywheel that really sends their progress into more of kind of like a quantum leap. And that's the way it was for me. So it's in my, in my work life, I'm climbing, climbing, climbing the ladder and I'm getting exactly where I'm supposed to be. And that's all working out just fine, but I'm stagnating personally. And it wasn't until I started going deeper, getting to know myself better, appreciating my my body, my emotions, my spiritual connection, all of those things so much more that 
that's when I realized just how much I was living out of alignment from my most authentic self, my core values, all of those things. So that was really critical, but it was also, you know, it was things like meditation, yoga. I did a week in Peru uh, doing a wellness retreat and all of those things have been little breadcrumbs along the path that have brought me to where I am today. And those breadcrumbs are so important. So important. I mean, it's, it's, you know, with so many of my clients, that's the thing that we look at first is that self-care. Yes. You know, how are you connecting with yourself with what are your values? Exactly. Absolutely. Well, and I think that we have done ourselves quite a disservice the way that we have taught kids and women especially but as we're as we're teens how we're taught to approach our careers we're taught to approach it in a pretty surface level way and sure it is you know what are you good at and what are you interested in but there are of course asterisks that come along with that advice that's like if you're interested in that and it comes with a substantial paycheck and great stability later on Yes, definitely pursue that. But if it doesn't, then we're going to shut down that dream by the time you're you're actually becoming a, an adult because that's not really cute anymore. It's adorable when a precocious six-year-old says that she's <laughs> going to be, you know, a singer, astronaut, marine biologist, or whatever right. it is. And granted, of course, there's like there is a dose of uh, of groundedness that needs to come with these things. But we were taught to really stop dreaming and pursue from well-meaning adults who are, of course, trying to save us from broken dreams and paltry paychecks. And, you know, we know in their hearts, that's what they're hoping to protect us from. But what it ends up doing is it cuts us off from our deeper knowing of what is true for us, what our values are to your point. And we never really explore those things. We kind of just take this really superficial approach that ultimately can get us stuck in careers where we can get decades in and all of a sudden be like, oh my gosh, I don't think this is what I ever wanted. Well, and I think, you know, just from what you said, I can remember, you know, going, um, I graduated from high school a year early and I went to dance college for a while. And, but I remember my dad saying, you can graduate early as long as you go to college right away. Mm, interesting. And so I did. And I, okay. went to, I went to dance school and then I dropped out and then I went to another university for a couple of years and I didn't know what to do. So I started wow. studying social work. Okay. I didn't know what to do, but they're like, you've got to go to school. You got to pick something. And school is like, right. I'm going to give you a career counselor and you're going to pick one of these things to major in. Yes. Right. It's like, exactly. No. <laughs> no, exactly. Well, and you think about it from just the standpoint of human development and our brains, our prefrontal cortexes, which are the, the home of our executive function, you know, those are not fully developed even until we're 25. But by the time we're even 18 or by the end of college, I mean, really you're figuring it out as you're, you're, you know, pursuing your major, we're just supposed to know the, the singular path too, right? singular path that we are to pursue for the next 35 to 40 years and be all about it 
and stick with it. And it just doesn't, there was a point in time, of course, of a bygone era when you were more so guaranteed security and stability if you stayed with the same company and you had a pension and you worked there for your 30 whatever years, that made more sense. But with the extinction of more of those benefits that are coming from the employer side with that stability, it doesn't make sense for us to have to try to fit that mold anymore. And it really inhibits us from living our, what I deeply believe are our most fulfilling, truest version of our lives and our careers. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, I mean, I, I do think that times are changing and there's a lot more people like us who are trying to bring this change to the world, right? Because yes, it's absolutely, it, it was a, definitely a generational thing. Um, I'm, yes. I'm, I'm a bit older than you, I think, but uh, I hope the world is opening up more. <laughs> To the I think it is to all of our possibilities, but, but we are also doing the work to help, um, share those messages, to share those experiences. Um, I know as a coach, I mean, I've had a lot of life experience and so I have a lot of experiential tools, you know, as well as yes. other, other ways of spiritual connection and physical connection and that kind of thing. Um, absolutely and so so what are you doing next what's what's happening what's where yes where are you going from here well the the amazing thing is that I was always the planner and it was the the playbook that I was supposed to uh, pursue as sort of the good girl but what happened after I quit this job and it was it was actually a pretty sudden thing I was feeling the the nudges inside that were telling me it wasn't right as the sexual harassment situation is dragging on. And it's just, you know, you're wondering like, how is this? This was at the end of 2021 into early 2022, but how are we in this year? And this kind of thing is still acceptable and it's still happening. And one of the comments was even overheard by HR and it was never fully investigated for months. And then the investigation comes back and it's such a cursory check the box investigation that they did that they had uh they put an hour on my calendar to give me the readout from the investigation results and the hr woman clearly had been at least in my opinion right i don't know on the side but to me it seemed like she'd been prepared by legal and had 10 bullet points that she read back to me in all of four minutes and there was really no new news or information coming out of it and it was just like okay i've been sounding the alarm for months you all know that something has to be done but clearly this is a a performative exercise this is not really to elicit longer term change within this organization and i was done i was done that night i typed up this really just almost blistering anti-harassment resignation letter on behalf of all of the women in that organization. And I took my laptop in the next morning. I hit send on that letter, sending it even to the CEO of the company. And I walked out and it was honestly, it was terrifying to do. I was shaking because I've never not done the the good thing of two weeks notice and all of those things and really on the way out of every other company it had always just been 
leave on the absolute best of terms and don't ever even voice your dissatisfaction or what was (laughs) right right and you know I deeply believe there's something to that and there are also points in time at which we are called to use our voice in a different way absolutely you know I don't know that situation or what other people in, in that workplace are going through but that you stood up for yourself is an inspiration. You well, know, thank that, you. That you were not afraid, even though you were shaking like a leaf, which I yes. totally <laughs> understand, totally understand, that you just did it. It's just, you know, just like, fuck you. <laughs> it just, not, it had to, had to be done. I'm not taking it anymore, you know, and hopefully, yeah. you know, other, other women maybe in that, in that business, that company, you know, if there was more of that going around, then they could stand up for themselves too. Yeah, I certainly, I certainly hope so. And it, for me too, it was one of those scenarios where there are a lot of women for whom making a move like that and just quitting the next day, I understand that I was in a, a great place of privilege to even be able to do that. I just felt so much for women for whom that is not an option of not knowing what your next move was. And so to me, it was like, I need to use my voice, not only for myself, but for them as well, anyone else, you know? Um, so I did that and I, I had been feeling I was going to do something thing as far as a writing project related to women and burnout. But after that happened, it made me really think about what are the other things that women are experiencing in the workplace that are leading millions of them to quit as part of the great resignation. Now I was a card carrying two-time member at this point, but there were also, (laughs) you know, many women. Yeah. Many, many women out there. And so what came out of that shocking, extremely painful, challenging situation in my life has set me on a new journey because I started interviewing women from the great resignation and capturing their stories and understanding what was leading them to make change. And now we're seeing too, the the numbers have come out from a recent Deloitte Global study or survey that they did. And they connected with more than 5,000 women globally and 50% of women plan to quit their jobs within the next two years. And that number actually spikes up to 90% on a five-year horizon. Only 10% of women plan to be with their current company in five years, which is a sound the alarm situation in, in my opinion, as far as what is happening in our organizations that so many women want to leave. And the number one reason cited in that survey was burnout. But it also then becomes, you know, this is a moment of reckoning. We are seeing a full-scale renegotiation and shift of how our careers fit into our lives versus the other way around. And so many women are awakening to that right now, which makes it a really potent time. Very potent, very potent. And and definitely, I mean, this is the time. It is. There's so many it changes is. going on right now out there. I mean, through, I don't want to get into all of that stuff, 
but all that stuff. I hear you. <laughs> I'm picking up what you're putting down. It's yeah. um, it's stuff. a very interesting time to be a woman with progress made, progress changing and going in another direction. And then all compounded by the last two years and women juggling the responsibilities of work and home and then having trouble getting childcare, virtual schooling. I mean, we're talking just a, this is like, these are the fault lines, in my opinion, of the earthquake that has been the Great Resignation. And what you see is that as as tectonic plates shift and rub up against each other and the pressure builds, eventually there's a full-scale crack. And that's what's happened. We've seen this is the earthquake moment, in my opinion. I love that so much. I love that whole earthquake uh, mention and and putting it all into the, that. Um. <laughs> It's so good. It's, thank it you. is so good. I, I hope everyone out there is listening deeply to this conversation. It's so good. And, you know, I love, I love listening to you talk about it. You know, are you, you, are you doing more speaking? Are you, you know, what's, what do you, what do you, what's yes. your next? You know, I am doing a few things because I'm with you. I, quitting two times from executive level roles that I should have wanted and that were just beautiful on paper from the standpoint of building my resume. It was really tough. And I spent hours and hours searching the internet for something to help me. Tell me what I'm experiencing or somebody who had lived through this kind of thing and made the changes. And I found uh, bits and bobs here and there, but nothing that was really cohesive in this space of women learning when to walk away from careers. And so what I'm planning to do is I'm as I'm crowdsourcing all this insight and wisdom from these amazing women who have just so graciously and vulnerably shared their stories with me is that I'm working on a book and I am actually doing quite a bit of speaking. I've done some radio the last week. I have a TV interview right after this. And it's like you said, it's just, this is, this is the message that I wish I could have found when I was struggling most. And I think that the more women who can see other people modeling that it's okay to be like, I I built this and I'm so proud of what I built, but I don't necessarily want it anymore. Mm -hmm. That can be okay because I think we carry a lot of that guilt that you should just be grateful. And I think I love that, that Glennon Doyle would talk about in her book, Untamed, holding two truths at the same time. So one in each hand, Mm -hmm. this over here can be true, but this can be true too. And for me, that is I can be so grateful to have a job and a paycheck and one that is a higher level job. And I can know that something's not right or that I want more or whatever it is that kids changing your trajectory in a different direction. You can hold the gratitude and want to change too. And those things can coexist and that's okay. And that doesn't mean you're not selfish. You're not a bad person. All of that, you know? (laughs) It's not selfish and, and to let go of any of that guilt too. Yes. But what I, you know, I've, I've never been afraid of change and that's what people, 
you know, come to me a, a lot about is that they're afraid of moving forward, afraid of taking that step or not even mm. having the clarity of what that next step would be knowing sure. something else, but that changes is good curiosity, you know, it yes. seeds life. <laughs> Totally. Right? It makes it so much more magical that way if every single day, and that's the way I had it planned out because that's the way I thought I was supposed to, but knowing what is going to happen to come every single day for the next how many decades, you're missing out on so much magic and beauty yeah. that comes yeah. when you are willing to surrender what's no longer working and say, I'm going to take a step in a new direction on a journey that I'm not sure where it's going to lead. The uncertainty is really super scary, but I'm going to let it unfold because that's a gift that I'm going to give to myself. And ultimately, I think when we give that gift to ourselves, we then give that benefit of us showing up in our authenticity to the rest of the world, whether it's we're showing up at home in a different way because we're more engaged and fulfilled and we're happier and we're not burnt out. Or if you look at the impact that many women who walked away from big opportunities in, in careers that seem to be, you know, perfect on paper have now gone on to create their own companies or lead bigger companies through huge transformation. Imagine if those women hadn't walked away. We give a gift when we Absolutely. embark on this new journey. Yeah. And I think that's everybody's role in life is to have some sort of gift. We all yes. have something to offer. Agreed. Definitely. We all need to live full on and experience that thing and be able to share it. And it can change. It can change daily. Yes. Yes, exactly. It can. And like recognizing there are different, there are different seasons in life too. And that does not fit into that original old school paradigm of choose that one career for the rest of your lives is also knowing that there are different seasons and what worked. Think about from a personal evolution standpoint, I look back five years and oh my gosh, I hardly recognize that woman. And it's amazing to even think then five years from now, what is going to be different and who am I going to be? And as much as we evolve in our personal lives, we should allow that kind of evolution in our careers as well. And it's it's taking time to listen in. It's taking time for self-care and being selfish. Is. Selfish is a great way to be <laughs> because that's how you become your, your truer, more fuller self. So yes. You have those and beautiful things to offer. Exactly. And it's a cliche, but it's really so true that you cannot pour from an empty cup. And so if you're feeling depleted and something is sapping your energy and you're not able to show up as your fullest, best version, yeah. you're not doing anybody else any good either. Well, maybe not entirely. That's a slightly extreme way to say it, but you're just not you're not being the best version of yourself that you can be for everyone else. So if that helps you to give yourself permission to care for yourself in a in a greater way and to pursue what's right, right. then take it. Write, write yourself that permission slip right now. Yeah, right. I actually was blogging about that today, about going out and make sure to tune into yourself to find out what it is you want, but don't be afraid to ask for it yes yes absolutely 
You know, you become the magnet toward what you are desiring. Yes. And to totally clarity and to know what it is you want and why you want it. Right. There is yes. that word is the why. <laughs> yes. Very true. And yeah. it does, it becomes this whole, I didn't, I didn't expect it. I just, I started pulling on what was the loose thread on the sweater because I'm having all of this just, I'm so stressed out and I'm just miserable if I'm completely honest. So I start to pull on the sweater, but what it leads to ultimately, ultimately is this very deep excavation of who I am as Sarah. What do I want? Why would I want those things and how can it benefit others? And that combination then comes together in such a way that we can architect a more conscious way forward in our careers than just accepting what people have told us we should do, what our parents thought we should do, you know, what the, uh, the, our supervisors say should be our next role with things like that. It, it does. It comes back to trust your in, inner compass, your intuition on these things in your heart, because we as women especially have such a powerful connection if we can tap into that. And that's where you should be leading from versus outward in. Yeah. All right. That was a perfect way to end this, this wonderful conversation. Uh, and so everyone out there, please, you know, listen to Sarah's words of wisdom and, you know, her experiences. And again, thank you for standing up for yourself and for moving through those. Um, I was thinking from resignation to recognition. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. Self, but also recognizing how you can help create change in the world. Exactly. Most definitely. Thank you so much, Paulette. I love that you do this too. And you are being that spark for so many others out there to, to do this work and to find their gifts and shine their lights. Oh, well, thank you for that. And so everyone out in heart and hustle land, um, make sure to check out the blog for all of Sarah's connections and um, more information about how you can reach her and also reach me. You can please subscribe to heart and hustle and leave a review if you like it. Connect with me if you want to talk with me. And um, have a blessed week. And until we meet again. Mwah. <laughs>